Good morning, it's 9.07, and we will be hearing from uh, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll ask him about the Mayorkas uh, impeachment deal and uh, the money uh, that's going to Ukraine and Israel, see where he stands on that. Uh, but we've also got uh, Murray Sabrin on board. You saw that inflation report. Man, we keep telling you, it ain't as good as they think. Um, the inflation is still there, and... It, it's they just want you to believe that everything is okay everything is okay but it's not it's not uh brian bad news for the uh kansas city chiefs how was that well it's my understanding that uh last night they got uh three mail-in touchdowns oh yes uh, for o- yeah uh, for san francisco devastating yeah, they, they almost had it. <laughs> Looked good till about midnight last night uh, when those mail-in uh, touchdowns came through. They only needed one, and <laughs> that was Well, apparently it, but, this know. is just, they, they just got hammered. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, man. Thanks to Dave Munsell who, uh, who sent that to me. All right. Uh, there is a, a senator, a candidate running for Senate in, in California. Uh, she's a, a Democrat. Her name is Barbara Lee. And she is suggesting that what we need is a minimum wage hike. Now, if this goes through, I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing. If if this goes through, I'm going to get a job as a paper boy or, you know, some mindless, don't have to think job. Uh, because the pay is too good to pass up. <laughs> she, uh, well, let's just, uh, look, can we play the audio, Brian? Yes, we can. All right, let's just let's play the audio. Both of our Democratic opponents are calling for a minimum wage between 25, 20 and $25 an hour. You're calling for a $50 an hour federal minimum wage. That's seven times the current national minimum wage of seven twenty-five an hour. Can you explain how that would be economically sustainable for small businesses? You have 60 seconds. First, let me say, I um, owned and ran a small business for um, 11 years. I created hundreds of jobs. Benefits, retirement benefits, also health care benefits. I know what worker productivity means, and that means that you have to make sure that your employees are taken care of and have a living wage. In the Bay Area, uh, I believe it was the United Way, came out with a report that uh, very recently, $127,000 for a family of four is just barely enough to get by. Another survey very recently, 104000 for a family of one. Barely enough to get by low income because of the affordability crisis. And so just do the math. Just do the math. Of course we have national uh, minimum wages that we need to raise to a living wage. You're talking about $20, $25, fine. But I have got to be focused on what California needs and what the affordability factor is when we calculate this wage. Ms. Lee, thank you. Mr. Garvey, you've said a primary focus uh, for you. Um, I, uh, well, first, first thought is, why is it so expensive to live in California, Brian? What makes it, you look at the cost of living in California, and it's just through the roof. Why is that? They tax you to death. And they regulate you to death. Well, that too. You want to build a, a property? Yeah. You mean just to park your car for an hour, it's a hundred bucks. So the government is driving up the cost of living 
And then they decide they're going to drive up the cost of minimum wage. 50 bucks an hour. $50 an hour. And she thinks that's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, Did you see Adam uh, Schiffer Brains uh, was standing there as well, looking over at her with his googly eyes? And yes. <laughs> he wasn't yes. quite able to comprehend what she was saying, which I don't disagree with, but <laughs> it was quite humorous. $50 an hour minimum wage. That takes some real economic ignorance to, to come up with a plan like that. Uh, I, If you've listened to this program for any length of time at all, you understand the downside of minimum wage laws. Which, by the way, the government doesn't really have the authority to dictate. At least not at the federal level. They, It, it causes job displacement. It hurts the the uh, the lowest skilled workers because if I got to pay somebody fifty bucks an hour, you better damn well be sure that you can do more than sweep the floor. For fifty bucks an hour, you uh, you better know how to do uh, you know uh, programming on the computer. <laughs> you better be able to to run entire departments. You are going to multitask to the extreme <laughs> <laughs> for fifty bucks an hour. But but this idiot doesn't doesn't understand that. She she clearly thinks this is going to get her a lot of votes, and that it's a good idea. And when all of those low skilled workers can't find any job because employers have hired a you know bought a machine to replace them, well she'll 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 blame the employers. They're greedy. They're just greedy. Or when they hire people at 50 bucks an hour and the price of the goods go through the roof. It is, it is just pathetically moronic to believe that minimum wage laws make any sense at all. And you won't find a place in the Constitution that gives the federal government the right to do that. Yeah, I think it's in there. Oh, here we go. The Good and Welfare Club? Yeah, that's it. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> it works for everything. Everything. If it ain't if it ain't in there, that's where it's there. Uh -huh. Yeah, okay, I got it. I got it. Uh, it's just, it's, it, 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 there's no uncertainty in this. It hurts low-skilled workers. It always does. Uh, all right, let me go to the phones here, 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. Also, you can go to GaryNolan.com. Uh, like I told you, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft is going to be with us. Um, we've got uh, an update on transgender shooters, mass shooters. Uh, I'll share that with you this morning, among other, uh, among other things. And uh, CBS has just fired Katherine Herridge. I, I'm not surprised. I don't know. I'm just not surprised. We'll give you all those details and much more coming up on the Gary Nolan Show. Let me grab uh, Lynn. Lynn, good morning. Hey, good morning. The other thing that's not mentioned uh, besides uh, putting all those people out of work is the inflation in everybody else's jobs 
when that $50 an hour uh, rate comes up. Because it's not just the, the bottom level. I mean, it's everybody up to and including the people who are already making $50 an hour because they're looking at what people are getting paid and they're saying, hey, wait a minute here. Where's yeah. mine? Right. And I'm doing got to reset the whole table. Yeah, I'm doing all this extra work, taking on this extra responsibility, and I'm getting paid the same as the guy sweeping the floor? Oh, no, give me a raise. That's right. Oh, and I, I got a comment concerning uh, you mentioned that about Catherine Herridge uh, being fired. So what you're telling me is CBS News, which is a misinformation network, fired somebody because they are actually informing people of what's going on. That's the, only, that's the way I read it. <laughs> hey, well... She was, I think, their best, their best reporter, their most honest reporter. So they had to get rid of her. Absolutely. Right. I mean, can you imagine what it, what it must have been like in the break rooms when uh, Catherine would come in there and they'd be saying, "You're making us all look bad because you're actually doing journalism. How dare you?" Yeah, <laughs> they are just beside themselves. There's more to it, and they fired a whole bunch of other people as well. Lynn, I got to run, buddy. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Once again, you can send me a message at GaryNolan.com. It'll pop up in studio, or you can give us a call. Shortest break of the hour, just three minutes, and then we'll come back and grab your calls. Gary Nolan, Zimmer, Radio Network. 20 minutes after nine, 50 bucks an hour. Hey, Brian, would you like to make 50 bucks an hour? I'm already there for sure. Oh, uh -huh. you, got, you, you, you got more than I did. <laughs> I guess they're paying me what I'm worth. Yeah, 20 minutes much. Twenty minutes after 9 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. If you just turned the radio on, some idiot in California wants to raise minimum wage to $50 an hour. Golly, these people just so economically ignorant. There is a, a piece in the Wall Street Journal about the Senate's $95 billion Ukraine and Israel aid bill. Uh, and, the, and the headline in the Wall Street Journal, the Senate rejects American retreat. 22 Republicans vote to help allies and rebuild U.S. defenses. Will Speaker Mike Johnson now let the House work its will? $95 billion. You know how much of that they had in the Treasury? None. That's 95 new billion dollars that didn't exist. If this passes in the House and they spend this 95 billion dollars that just gets added to the national debt. It's money we we just don't have. You wonder why the inflation report doesn't seem to be getting down to that magic 2% number, which as I said in the past it shouldn't be. Were it not for the federal government spending, borrowing, and debt, you would see price, prices going down every year. Uh, and it's, it wouldn't be uh, deflation, per se. It would just be the efficiency of the marketplace being reflected in the cost of the goods and services. But because of the inflation, well, it eats that up, and it adds 2% devaluing your money every year by 2%. So the Senate and the House decided $95 billion is okay to create out of whole cloth and add to that $34 trillion debt, which we now know by the uh, end of next fiscal year will exceed GDP. 
That's a that's a, a ticket to to economic hell for the United States. It's not a retreat. Let, let me. Uh, one of the things I keep hearing from some Democrats and a lot of Republicans is that if we don't uh, put our military in all of these other places around the world, that we are isolationists. That's the one argument, and the other one is that if we don't do this. They'll be over here. We're isolationists, and if we don't fight them over there, they'll be over here. Well, that's not what the definition of an isolationist is. An isolationist doesn't, doesn't do trade, doesn't do anything with anybody else. If you keep the, the, the lines of communication open through trade, you're not an isolationist. Just because you're not willing to invest money that isn't yours to invest or send brave men and women into harm's way because you feel like it should be a, a war we should be involved in uh, doesn't mean that it's right. And if, and, if you, and if you don't do that, it doesn't make us an isolationist. It's ridiculous. And I mean, at some point, somebody ought to wake up and listen uh, to Rand Paul. We, we just don't have it. And when this inflation persists and we're tempted to, th to throw all of our heat at Joe Biden, and don't get me wrong, he deserves it. He's, he is responsible in many ways for, this, uh, for the inflation. But the Republicans are too. It's just not affordable. Just not affordable. And for the Wall Street Journal to come out and suggest that it's an American retreat, uh, the Senate's uh, 70 to 29 pre-dawn vote on Tuesday approving U.S. aid for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan was a rare bipartisan accomplishment in Washington. It's a victory for American security that would buttress the U.S. defenses and hold the line against compounding dangers abroad. Just the opposite is true. The more we stick our nose into it, the more they'll want us to, you know, to suffer because we're involved in their war. And we did it in World War One. It created World War Two. We've, we've just, we just keep doing this, and 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 Republicans in particular, but Democrats too, think this is, this is our job. The Democrats are the ones that really confuse me. They're so anti-Putin. They're so anti-China. Uh, and yet they have the same mindset. At least the Republicans aren't communists. And uh, the, the Democrats certainly are. That's all right. Just uh, work. You know, here's, here's the good thing, Brian. If you're making 50 bucks an hour, you can help pay for this that uh, more true, easily. Yes. Yeah. What a, what a brilliant stroke of genius. $50 an hour. <laughs> uh, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft is going to be with us, and he'll be on with us in about uh, 10 minutes. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll have a conversation with him about the $50 an hour uh, minimum wage in California, uh, where this uh, IP reform is going. We'll talk about... Um, uh, 
the uh, the the, the, uh, the after effect, I guess, the pathologies that develop from California legislation because it affects Missouri uh, and the rest of the country. Uh, there's zero emissions nonsense. Uh, whoops. I just got a message, Brian. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, Secretary Ashcroft can't make it. It just popped well, up right now. I, let me uh, generate a non-appearance fee. Yes. Taking care of that now. What's it's my gonna, share of that? Uh, nothing. It's gonna I don't be, get half? No, I'm still calculating here. <laughs> and then he didn't notify us in advance. No, uh, just sent this to me now. It's uh, $230 for a non-appearance fee, but he can and, afford it. Well, at 50 bucks an hour, you yeah. know. <laughs> All right. Um, there's a peculiar thing that's happening with these mass shootings. And it, it I, I don't, I'm not sure what exactly is, is, is the connection. September 20, 2018, transgender uh, Snowcha Mosley in Aberdeen uh, mass shooting. May 7, 2019, uh, Alec McKinney and Devin Erickson, uh, Denver shooters, non-binary and transgender. Colorado Springs shooter Lee Aldrich, uh, that was in uh, November of uh, 2022. March 2023, Nashville shooter Audrey Hale, uh, again transgender, non-binary. Uh, April uh, 2023, arrested for planning shootings was William Whitworth. Um, fatally stabbed Portland taxi driver Moses Lopez. Uh, that was April 9th, 2023. July 3rd, 2023, Philadelphia shooter uh, Kim Brady uh, Carricker. Perry High School shooter in Iowa, Dylan Butler. That was January of this year. Uh, February 11th, Houston uh, megachurch shooter Genesee Moreno. Uh, also transgender. I don't know, Brian. I, I don't know what to make of all that. There there certainly does seem to be a trend, doesn't it? A uh, little mental trend, you mean? No, no, no. no. They're perfectly normal. Oh, you, I you're see. You're suggesting that they have a mental problem? Yes, I am. Uh-huh. Oh, no, no, no. They're, that they're perfectly... a uh, a a hater or... Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm afraid so. I'm afraid so. Oh, boy. All right. Um, We've got um, another Harvard nightmare. Uh, It is another uh, person that believes in uh, DEI who is, well, also accused of plagiarism. Apparently, they can't think on their own. Uh, And we'll talk about that house race in New York. Uh, I told you yesterday or the day before, I think it was yesterday I, I talked about this, and I said it is not a barometer for the coming election. Whoever wins will make that argument. And I was right. The Democrats are now suggesting, at least the left-leaning media are now suggesting, that as a result of this victory, it's a sign of things to come. It's not. I'll give you some reasons why it turned out the way it did. And you can rest assured... This is not a barometer. This is not going to tell us who's going to win the White House or control the Senate uh, next year. That's coming up next on The Gary Nolan Show. Then what's going on with inflation? Professor Murray Saber, an economist extraordinaire. That's 10.05 on The Gary Nolan Show.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 9.35. Glad to have you with us. Uh, coming up at 10.05, uh, this latest inflation report. What does it mean? Uh, we'll have Professor Murray Sabrin on board. Uh, he is uh, our resident economist. Uh, in the meantime, there was a race in New York, and uh, the Democrat won it. It is, um, and, and I said yesterday, whoever wins this is going to say it's a barometer, it's a sign of things to come. And the Democrat prevailed. But it's kind of a swing district to begin with. He's been in this position before. They all know him. Uh, he, he did uh, uh, keep his distance from Biden, but really, the last bit of what uh, literally uh, p- put this guy, Susie, over the edge was the snowstorm. I mean, of all the days of the year for New York to finally get a snowstorm, it had to be on Election Day. Democrats, as you know, mail in their votes and mail and vote early. Republicans think, yeah, this is uh, an obligation and I'll do it on the day I'm supposed to. But when the weather is really, really poopy out there, they don't go out in that kind of weather. They don't go vote. So there are a couple of things that gave him the edge. That does not mean it's a barometer. It does not mean it's a sign of things to come. Um, Don't get me wrong. I I don't think it's going to be a slam dunk for the Republicans or the Democrats. I think it's going to be a tough race. But I don't think this is the, uh, you know, this is where you hang your hat. Well, well, the Republicans are going to lose. And here's proof because of this race. No, this race is not a sign. Uh, The Republicans are going to have a hard time. I will tell you that. Um, You guys... You guys picked the wrong candidate. I know you're Trump lovers out there, and you you think he's God Almighty and can fix everything, but he is the wrong guy for the job. I'm just telling you. And he's going to make it that much harder for the Republicans to win. On uh, the $50 an hour minimum wage, let's see, uh, Roy says, uh, to find a $50 an hour job, I had to create a $50 an hour job and find work to do, and $50 an hour would be a substantial cut in pay. Okay. Uh, you just inferred that we were not uh, um, isolationists before World Wars One and Two on your show. Well, that may be true, using your definition as trade being part of the equation. You are lying to America by not offering up the truth of what was the cause of the two world wars. Pacifism, restricting money to the military, and our uh, protection will cause... More deaths in the end, just as it did in those wars. Well, Keith, I don't think you understand what caused us to get in to World War I. Nor do I think you've thought out the result of that. Instead of the European countries fighting it out to the end, we tipped the balance. If we'd stayed out of it, they would not have given the Treaty of Versailles the deal that they did. They would have come up with a much better deal. And there was no reason for us to get into World War I. It wasn't the sinking of the Lusitania. That was, uh, they, we were warned, don't send anything in here. These two countries are at war. I mean, you wouldn't take a tour bus on the Russia-Ukraine border. You certainly, we certainly should not have uh, you know, sent the Lusitania into that area. We were told it would be sunk. But as the result of our getting involved, we tipped the hand, tipped the balance, 
they they uh, they signed the Treaty of Versailles, making Germany responsible for paying back uh, all that money, uh, destroyed their economy, and created Adolf Hitler. World War Two is just World War One Part Two. So um, no, you you don't know what you're talking about. We, we don't have to get involved in this war between Russia and Ukraine. In fact, it is our involvement once again, Keith, with NATO, that created this problem. Putin is reacting much like we would react if he put nuclear weapons in Cuba. He doesn't want us to be arming up on his border. And we already know how we responded when Castro uh, did it with Nikita Khrushchev in the 1960s. And, and taking money away from pork, pro- he goes on to talk about pork projects. Uh, taking money away uh, from the stupid pork projects will provide the much needed infrastructure we need for our role in the world. No, it won't. What you need to do, Keith, is look at a pie chart of the spending the federal government does and look where the money is going. What you'll find is that the biggest chunks of money are going to the social programs that Democrats and Republicans refuse to alter. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, food stamps, those things. And the military, that's, that's uh, the third largest soon to be eclipsed, Keith, by servicing the debt. We'll actually spend more on servicing the debt than we spend on our own defense. At what point, Keith, can you say that's enough? We can't afford to be the world's police department. So no, Keith, I think you are wrong. I believe... Our involvement in other countries' civil wars and border disputes is going to destroy this economy. To the phones, Randy's on the line. Randy, good morning. Morning, how are you? I am well, thank you. Great. Yeah, um, about the New York Congress, you know, I don't know the Republican candidate well, but I did hear Arn Hannity, and one thing that stuck out was you could barely understand her. Yep. Her, her accent was so strong. That stuck out to me. I'm like, why would they choose a candidate that you can't even understand? And I wish the Republican Party was smart. I'm a Republican. Lee Zeldin just almost beat Kathy Hochul recently for governor. Why didn't they run him? You know? I mean, he just he just almost won in New York. I mean, I, th- I think that would have been a very... Yeah, I'm know. not sure if Lee Zeldin was living in the right district uh, to make that run. Uh, and that might have been a problem. But I'm certain, I'm positive, there are other more eloquent candidates they could have gotten. Yeah, and as far as Trump goes, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, and I, I, I agree with you to a certain degree. But, man, none of the other candidates really, they, none of them stepped up and knocked off the king, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, but that's, they really did it. That's in a primary, in a general election. Uh, because Trump is that strong in a primary, doesn't mean he'll be that strong in a general. I think he's no, probably, right. I think he's probably stronger than Biden, but it's going to be close. 
And we know there's going to be cheating. I don't know to what extent, but we know there'll be cheating. There's already, they're already setting that up. I guarantee that. Yeah, so we would have been better off picking somebody else that is a, a less offensive to the... Uh, uh, to voters, someone who who believed as Trump believed, but could communicate it more effectively, less abrasively. Sure, that would have been DeSantis, I would think. All right, yep. Randy, All thank, right. You. thank Gl- you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. DeSantis, you know, and and uh, to a certain extent, uh, Vivek uh, uh, Ramaswamy, both. We're communicating the same message as Donald Trump. And the Republicans said, why should we get Trump light? We can have Trump. The difference, however, in the general election is that either one of them would have been more palatable to those uh, middle-class, college-educated housewives living in suburbia. They see Trump in a completely different light. It doesn't matter. Uh, None of them, none of them are really going to fix the biggest problem we have. uh, And that is this insane spending. All right. uh, Speaking of the spending, uh, don't forget, we've got all this inflation. Uh, It is not under control. And what does Professor Sabrin think is going to happen next? Gary Nolan, that's going to be a 1005. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. It's... It's 10 minutes to 10, and uh, Gary the Liberal is uh, taking over for a few minutes uh, before his uh, economist friend comes on to explain inflation as he sees it at 10.05. Brian, uh, the uh, Republicans... how'd you get in here? I just... uh, I I don't let, you know, people that look like you around me. (laughs) (laughs) I need to take a shower after your appearance, if you don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Brian, the Republicans have been trying their best to find an excuse to impeach Joe Biden. They're trying to make him sound as though he's somehow attached to his son's malfeasance. And there's really no proof of that. And we pointed that out. There's just no proof. None at all, huh? No proof at all. What about uh, Hunter's former business associate, Tony Bablinski, or whatever his name is? Bablinski. Bubble Booey or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, let me see how you react to this. And I'm told by sources in the room right now with Tony Bobolinsky that he's testified under oath that he did, of course, meet with Joe Biden back in 2017 in Los Angeles on the sidelines of that Milken conference. And it wasn't just a quick meeting. Apparently, Bobolinsky testified that he met with Joe Biden for 45 minutes to an hour back in May 2017. So that's happening right now. Also, a source told me that Bobolinsky has, in fact, confirmed under oath that Joe Biden is the big guy or he was the big guy in those emails that, of course, have been floating. Around for- hmm. I have to go now. <laughs> hey, what happened? <laughs> what, what, what happened? I, he disappeared. Oh, did he go? Yeah, he, Gary the gone. Liberal? Yeah. Oh, no, those Republicans, they're so desperately trying to point uh, to point a finger at Joe Biden. Anything to impeach Joe Biden. And, and of course, he, he didn't. Uh, he didn't there's just no proof. 
Except, <laughs> except sworn testimony that he was the big guy and that it it, it is him. I, I don't. I don't. Do you think that the American public buys into the Democrats' argument that there is no connection between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's business? Do you think they really believe that? Well, they lie about everything, Democrats specifically. I well, mean, you, you, there's you, no crisis at the border. What are you talking about? Everything is fine down here. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But you would think that, and this this bothers me because his numbers would tank if they understood what happened here. If they could wrap their brains around Hunter Biden selling access and influence through his father... Which makes his father vulnerable to everything from uh, uh, blackmail to uh, prosecution. If they ra- if they could wrap their head around that, they would never vote for this guy. But I think they really don't get it. I I don't know if it's because the media hasn't uh, treated it uh, with the honesty they should, or if people just can't wrap their brain around it. But there is. I mean, it's 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 clear that this guy was selling access to his father, and he was the vice president of the United States. And we've got you know all of this this uh, testimony, and, and not just that, but common sense. What was he selling to the Chinese? What was he selling to Ukraine? What did he have to sell? His his uh, deep knowledge of the oil e- industry. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. His paintings, maybe. <clears throat> no, he hadn't painted by then. No, oh. that came later. He just now recently started, huh? Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, he was no child prodigy. Oh, okay. Well, he was maybe learning in the process of learning how to paint, and they say, "Hey, these are going to be famous someday. You need to buy these." Uh, they didn't buy any oh, that I know of. I was but, just thinking maybe. But what else do the what what could the American people think Hunter Biden was selling? I actually think they don't get it. I think they don't understand it. I, 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 I don't know how they've missed it, but I think the average American has. And the and the impact of it all. He, he you know, based on this testimony, I would think that prosecutors would have enough information to go to a judge and get a warrant and start looking at, at uh, Joe Biden's finances. It, it's, not, uh, it's, it's not a hard connection to make. And I'd be looking at that uh, that little subchapter S corporation that that he created to uh, channel the revenue from his book sales into into his pockets. I think that's where that's I think that's the pathway. That's where the money. That's how the money got to him. Got to Biden. Someday, someday it will get exposed. Someday the American public will get it. But we've got enough, just plain common sense, not to mention Bob Alinsky and, and a couple of others who have testified that, in fact, Joe Biden is 
the big guy. He's the guy that that Hunter was siphoning money off uh, to. And I'm pretty sure that we're not going to find uh, that in any FEC report. Uh, money, <laughs> money siphoned uh, to me from my son uh, from illegal deals uh, and influence peddling in China and Ukraine. And that's just two of the countries. There are other countries as well. <sighs> I don't know how they don't get it. I just don't know. Catherine Harridge has been uh, terminated at CBS. And I don't know where she pops up from here. She is really, really good. You know, if I were her, because uh, I think she's got a pretty strong following. If I were her, I would, I would uh, do my own uh, video uh, blog. I, I would get up on uh, YouTube or, or one of those other platforms and start doing that. Or do an independent program that uh, anybody can pick up. I don't know if Fox News will take her back. She started at Fox News, didn't she? She did. Uh, well, I'm not sure she started there. Well, no, but, but she, she was there. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, swam over there. The uh, story in the uh, New York Post, Catherine Harridge, award-winning senior correspondent whose First Amendment case is being closely watched by journalists nationwide among the hundreds of employees at CBS parent Paramount who got pink slips. Um, so this... Uh, you know, she's not the Lone Ranger, but apparently she was singled out. She was singled out, and I I think they've made a mistake. I, I, I think in the long run, she was a, a terrific asset to CBS. Sources said she had clashed with CBS News President Ingrid uh, uh, Matthews, uh, a sharp-elbowed executive who was investigated in 2021 over favoritism and discrimination hiring and management practices. Sources say that uh, CBS Washington uh, Bureau, uh, Heritage uh, covered national security and intelligence, uh, was a, uh, a hit. It was hit particularly hard. They targeted her uh, because I think she did some pretty honest reporting. She's going to pop up somewhere, but if I were her, I would be on my own. I would start something uh, on a on a platform uh, because I think she would she would provide she would do well. She'd get a lot of followers. January inflation breakdown in one chart, and uh, boy, it's it is really ugly. Especially if you look at things like juices and drinks up thirty percent, uh, beef uh, up ten percent, almost eleven percent. Uh, what else do we have? Baby food up almost 9%. Sugar is up 7 plus percent. I thought inflation was under control. We'll chat about it next with Murray Sabrin on The Gary Nolan Show. This is The Gary Nolan Show 